Fish Pier Perspectives is a podcast from Vessel Services on the Fish Pier in Portland, Maine. Hosts Alan Tracy and Mike Foster discuss issues related to commercial fishing and the working waterfront in Portland and regionally. We welcome feedback and suggestions and invite listeners to visit our website or our store. 5% of all online sales go directly to support fishing organizations. Okay, starting out our first podcast, I'm Alan Tracy, Mike Foster's here. Hi, Mike. Hey, how are you? And we are Vessel Services, and Vessel Services, we think, is uh, in the middle of an of a important and interesting industry, obviously here on the waterfront in Portland, Maine, and uh, we're going to start podcasting. We think uh, there's some interesting things to talk about. We want to get them out there, um, and we want to dive deep into a couple and things as they come up. We think there's some general interest interest in uh, some of the businesses that we're involved in, the people that we connect with, the f- different fisheries we connect with, and uh, so that's going to be the goal of the overall podcast. And we're starting today, um, and we are we thought it made sense to start and just talk about who we are. You know what who Vessel Services is, what Vessel Services is, kind of the business that we have, some of our history, um, the different partners we have in the industry, um, and kind of lay out a broad, uh, some broad strokes that as we go forward, maybe in future episodes, we'll kind of delve a little bit deeper into. So what do you think of that, Mike? That sounds like a plan. Yeah, that's a great plan. And, uh, you know, we'll see what, uh, maybe we'll be talking to ourselves, but who knows? <laughs> but who knows? All right. So to start with Vessel Services, we're, we're on the Portland Fish Pier. People who know Portland know that there are a lot of different piers. There's Portland Pier, there's uh, Union Wharf, there's Custom House, there, what else is there? Hobson's, Holyoke, yep. Deeks. Yep. What, what am I missing? That's it. Uh, Merrill, yep. um, obviously DeMillo's. There's up and down uh, Commercial Street in Portland, Maine. A uh, number of different wharfs, piers. We're on the, we're on the Fish Pier. The Fish Pier is uh, located uh, just on the... Um, Let's see. What's the best way to say? I always I always describe the location as we're we're kind of halfway in between Becky's restaurant and Demillo's floating restaurant. That's good. Those That's are two, good. you know, well known landmarks down here yep. on the Portland waterfront, and we kind of sit right. Uh, our, our pier actually uh, sticks out further into the bay than any of the other piers, and we're smack dab in the middle of them out here on uh, Casco Bay. That's right. That's perfect. Yeah, and we're at the end of, of, of the Fish Pier, and so a lot of people know us by water. Obviously, the, the core of our business is doing business with the boats. A lot of us, a lot of people do come um, by land, especially more lately, um, and, you know, we get a lot of the calls from the first-timers who say, where are you exactly? Because our, our Google page is pretty accurate, but it really takes going all the way down the end of the Fish Pier to, uh, to find us. And, of course, there's some scary signs up that say, warning, you're entering an industrial area, which a lot of people get freaked out about. But, you know, I think one of the things we hope to communicate in this, you know, through this process is everybody's welcome here to do business here. I think there's sometimes, at least in the past, 
there's been a a perception that it's we are just for uh, certain categories of 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 people, uh, you know, commercial fishermen, industrial users, but that's that's not the case. We do business with everybody. Um, how about the fish pier, Mike? How about the fish pier? Maybe we should talk as we're yeah. talking about our location. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the fish pier. Yeah, of course. You know, there might be some interest. Again, this is this can be an episode unto itself. The formation of the Portland Fish Pier. Obviously, we share. The fish pier is city-owned. And again, it is, a, it is its own category, so I'm not going to get too far into it. But we're a tenant on the fish pier. The fish pier is owned by... It's actually complicated. It, it's owned... Uh, it's controlled by the city of Portland, certainly. I think there's a question about whether it's owned by the state of Maine, um, how it was originally um, acquired by the state. But, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a whole tale unto itself. But certainly the city of Portland manages it through the Fish Pier Authority, which is a separate uh, body that's organized through the city of Portland. And it's, and it's five members comprise of a city council member, um, a uh, representative of the city manager, I believe. There is a state representative that's um, currently uh, from DMR, Department of Marine Resources. Uh, there, the the chairperson of the Portland Fish Exchange is a member, and then there's another city member as well. I think the maybe the finance director, um, and they have a number of different categories. And again. Don't need to go too far into it, but they manage the property of the Fish Pier, and people may know the Fish Pier more easily by some of its tenants, whether it be us at the end, the Portland Fish Exchange is on the Fish Pier, Bristol Seafood is on the Fish, uh, is on the fish Pier, Brown's Trading is actually on the Fish Pier, that property that fronts um, Commercial Street, um, the uh, parking lot that's in the, you know, the, which has quite a bit of frontage on Commercial Street is on the fish pier um actually the uh merrill's wharf which is the pierce atwood building is is on the fish pier um and uh what else you know cozy yes a tenant now of of the fish exchange Mm -hmm. um and some others um oh and the marine trade center which has Who's in the Marine Trade Center? Like, yeah, there's there's several offices in there that um, that some long-term tenants have been over there, including Shelly Pengree's right, office right, right. Um, is is in the Marine Trade Center, as well as there's some uh, tenants there that have direct uh, relationships with the commercial fishing gear, as well as there's some tenants in there that that don't have a, a lot to do with the commercial fishing side of things, but uh, it, it is a nice building. It's a nice spot. That's right. Okay, so yeah, so then there's us, and Vessel Services, um, again, is at the end. So we were, um, our company was founded, uh, well, let's even go before, you know, the, the, the building here on the Fish Pier. Again, some of this, Mike, you're going to have to fill in. Some of it's obviously before, all of it's before both of our That's time, right. really, going back into the late 70s and early 80s. Um, now, the building where we are was constructed in 1982-83 um, to be a provider of, of services to the fishing industry here on the fish pier, primarily fuel and ice. However, Vessel Services as an entity, as I understand it, um, existed prior to that as a group of fishermen that group together to provide 
the fleet with crushed ice and other services. For instance, a lot of the guys tell stories about, I think it was Portland Pier. Portland Pier. Where they used to bring in blocks of ice with a crusher um, and then load them on the boat. I mean, how... Yeah, so... Do they have conveyors from, and things? From our, from our understanding, it's... Um, they, they would bring in those blocks of ice uh, crush with crushes, crush them on the dock, and then they would shovel it or trans, you know, get it from the dock down onto the deck of the boat, and then from the deck of the boat, they would then shovel it down into the fish hold. So, you know, as opposed oh to God. the system we use nowadays <laughs> where you've got a hose, it goes directly to the fish hold, kind of circumnavigates all that process. They would, and you can imagine in the summer, they would lose a lot of that ice over the course of, of yeah. trying to get it down into the fish hole. So th- th- there's fishermen out there that will tell stories that it would take a day or two to get enough ice to go on a, on a, on a week-long fish trip. That's um, incredible. To get down to the fish hole, to be able, just to be able to go. That's so, incredible. Yeah. And today we, we ice a boat, even a big boat, which would be 20 tons, 25 tons of ice and yeah. really an hour. Yeah. Well, certainly have, less we, than two we, hours. Yeah, we, it, what used to take them two days to get 30 tons on a boat, we can now do, you know, when everything's running right, we can we can pump about thirty tons of ice per hour through our air delivery system. So it's quite a difference. Yeah, and that's so that's an interesting. I mean, you know, a lot of what we do currently, still today, and certainly in the history of our company, has been about ice. I mean, that's primarily what we've been, and ice being so critical to um, the fishing industry. The, the obviously the fresh fishing industry, fresh fish fishing um which you know harvest the catch obviously needs to be iced immediately brought to the dock and that's as opposed to being frozen at sea which is obviously another um which really isn't in maine certainly not here not now isn't part of 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 our current fishery i mean there are some people who do i mean like the eels i think do that now i think the slime eel you know i think they do some of that um so anyways ice and you know i think that's again you know as we kind of tick off some of these things that might be worth a deeper dive um you know that ice itself you know i think we'll talk more about that yeah but anyways it's interesting to remember you know and there's plenty of guys around who who were there in the industry during that time but um certainly in and and so the again the entity of vessel services existed at that time um where they were banding together now on the fish pier, when the fish pier was, was formed in the early 80s, um, Vessel Services was chosen um, through a bidding process, as I understand it, to construct the, the facility that, that's here today um, and provide those services on the fish pier. Um, that was in 1982, 1983, that the, that the building that we're in today was that group of people, I think, um, is worth just talking about, obviously, and many of them uh, are still around, and many of them are our direct connection to the company. Um, that was done, Vessel Services was always uh, mainly a group of fishermen um, that put the energy in, put capital in went through the effort, time and effort to create the relationship on the fish pier and build the building and all that goes into that, including the financing, the equipment, um, the actual construction, etc. Yeah, and they and they saw that need for that because they, they realized as members of either the fishing community or again directly 
in, in one way or another, you know, uh, tied to it, they recognized that there was a need to have a more modern, reliable, consistent supply of both ice, fuel, and a place to, ge to gear up um, as the Portland waterfront grew. You know, and that would include the Portland Fish right. Exchange, obviously. But there, there was a need for that. They saw that need, and they together as a group, you know, realized what needed to be done, and they did it. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, to be fair, this is a snapshot in time. Obviously, Portland's history with fishing goes goes, goes sure. back much, much yeah, further. Um, you know, and that's worthy of its own, you know, deep dive. Um, but this is a snapshot in time. These are the guys at the time who were active in fishing in Portland um, and were some of the um, more more invested, involved folks. Um these are and these are really the founders of our company. These are people like Marshall Alexander, Charlie Johnson, um, Bob Tatro, Bob Tatro, Ed Bradley, Ed Bradley, yep, Ed's Dave, a, Dave Lehman, Dave was Lehman, a key role. Yep. He was he was a, he was acted yep. as the uh, general manager, president of the company for for many years from its inception on until he, he later retired. Yeah, so. Hartwell Prince. Um, but yeah, we got the four, you know, four, the, certainly the four majors, we refer to them, you know, more into today, the major shareholders yeah. were Ed, Bob Tatro, Marshall, Marshall and Charlie Johnson. Yeah. Um, and then Dave Lehman, um, you know, Aldi Lehman was involved, yeah. you know, yeah. he certainly during our yeah. my time yeah. was involved. Um, and, you know, Peter Kelly, um, Hartwell Prince, I think I said, um, and then a number of other fishermen, Tim, Tim Eddy, um, different organizations, Terry Alexander's um, fishing, uh, or he was the head of it at the time, um, Maine Fishermen's Association, I can't remember exactly what that was called, yeah. but they, they held shares in the company, um, and a number of other fishermen. Um, at that time, and then as, as, as oh, the Balzanos, certainly Gennaro Balzano, right. and, you know, big fishing family here in, here in Portland. Um, I'm trying to, I don't want to miss anybody, which is kind of why I'm <laughs> delaying. But, um, you know, those, those are, so, so and, and then Ed Bradley, and Ed, Ed was not a fisherman, Ed was a lawyer, um, and Ed's practice was on the Portland waterfront in the uh, maritime, represented a lot of the fishermen. And then Ed uh, put his effort into, um, you know, all that it required to get vessel services, the organization tied with the city of Portland and the fish pier and, you know, all the things that were involved, which, uh, you know, a lot of... A lot of the paper record shows that it was it was quite an undertaking, you know, not just from a um, legal standpoint, but uh, the construction itself, financing, the equipment, um, on and on and on. You know, it was a it was a fairly significant undertaking, especially for a group of people. You know, usually when something like that happens, you have you know one or two people who have the idea and, and then the energy, and you know they're obviously. But this was a really diverse. I mean, even though most of them were fishermen. You know, it still was, and so it's you know it's it's something to be uh, to think about and and to really uh, have I have a lot of respect for it, and I think others who understand yes. it would yeah. would as well. And the and the guys themselves, a lot of respect, because these guys were fish; they were full time fishermen. They were not uh, dabblers. They were not um, 
you know, gentlemen, I mean, they were gentlemen, but not gentlemen fishermen, as you would think about a gentleman farmer who's kind of, it's a hobby. This is what they did. And it was a time when fishing really was a, a much more of a um, industry, certainly ground fishing. And I think that's another thing to kind of just talk about. These, this is when ground fish, particular in Portland, had much more of a... Um, presence and you know there's a lot more activity around it um, because not just vessel services but it's also the time that the, the fish exchange was built which came after vessel services very shortly afterwards but in the obviously the Portland fish exchange was for ground fish and vessel services was geared towards ground fish which is what the ice is required for obviously the, the lobster fishery does not require ice um, it's ground fish. And ground fish, for people who don't know, are this multi-species category of, of um, flat and round fish that dwell towards the bottom. You know, all of the different flat fish and flounders, your winter flounders and dabs and um, yellowtail and, yep. and then, then on the flat fish side of things. And then obviously your uh, haddock and cod and pollock and hakes and... You know, so it's a number of different species that that we lump into this this category of groundfish. But that's what that's what this was about. That's what the fishery was about. That's what really the pier was about at the time. Yep. And that's what the auction was about for a long, 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 long time. You know, we'll talk about where we are today, but things have changed. Um, so that was the that was the origin of it. And you know, Dave Lehman was the first general manager. Dave Lehman was a shareholder. Yep. Where was Dave Lehman, Lehman's background? I mean, what he was—he was a uh, pilot in, or, or I, I don't know his, his exact role, but he was in the uh, in the Air Force for many, many, many years, and he oh, retired I he was from Coast Guard or the no. uh, the Navy or something. Yeah, it was the I mean, it was the Air Force. Huh. Um, I believe it, it could have been the Navy. He okay. was on a plane. He was a navigator on a plane. Okay. Um, in the military. And that's where his background was from. And he, uh, he did that for many years and retired from that. And he landed in Freeport, Maine. And that's where he started. Uh, yeah, he but he wasn't a fi- Dave wasn't a fisherman. I mean, Dave was not a fisherman. He yeah. is, is, is but I thought he had on, bo- on board experience, too, on the boat. one time, I know when, towards the end of his career, he was a navigator on an, on an airplane. And uh, I don't okay. remember the type of airplane it was, but he talked a lot about the navigation and uh, yeah. that side of things. But his connection to the commercial fishing, uh, I'm not sure yep. where it ended up there. And Dave, and Dave's still around. I Dave's mean, around. Dave's around. Yeah. He, he hasn't been here for, for a long time, but um, Dave's... Uh, Dave's still still around, and Dave managed to come from from really it's in, in founding to, yeah. until um, two thousand yeah. and yep. uh, even seven or eight. Yeah, I think yep. would be right. Would be yep. about the time. Yep. So and Dave was uh, really, and that was a time when vessel services was much bigger. And I was thinking maybe we should just pause and make sure we identify you know our own connection here it might be relevant because we're kind of um so i al this is alan i i got involved about 10 years ago you know after dave there was a time of transition um at the company including there had been a pretty significant embezzlement that you know had happened which was really traumatic for for the shareholders and everybody involved and uh it was a time when things were 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 had to be sorted out 
and uh, Ed Bradley, who happens to be my father-in-law, um, asked me about getting in, about helping because Ed was managing, I think, at that point. And again, Mike, you were there; I wasn't, but yeah. Ed was. Ed, Ed had stepped Ed in and in during that yeah. time, which yeah, was very traumatic. Yeah. Now, you have been here. When, when did you start? I mean, much been, longer yeah, than, than so, me. Yeah, so you know, so my history goes back several years. I've been here at the ice plant. Um, as a full-time employee for over 20 years now, but my history actually goes further back than that. My father, uh, Robert Foster, he was actually involved. He started the division of vessel services known as the gear division um, back in the early 90s, uh, might have even been the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, they It was a time where there had been a couple other businesses doing similar things here in the Portland waterfront and things were changing including the Harris company um, and a couple other gear suppliers here on the on the fish pier and things were changing and vessel services saw an opportunity to open up a gear company and we can get into that at some point yeah and when you say gear just so gear just to specify the gear you know vessel services here at the ice plant had traditionally did ice and fuel and then some sundries and some other you know uh, incidentals to to go along with the commercial fishing including rain gear and, and cleaning chemicals and oil but there was clearly a need for the hardware side of the commercial fishing to include wire rope uh, mending twine gear rope uh, lobsters trap supplies shackles your your swivel some of your hearts your hard gear uh, that is uh, that was clearly needed here there was a hole being filled so you know, Vessel Services saw that need, and at the time, my father was uh, approached by Vessel Services, and they started the gear division of Vessel Services at that time. So, and, and at that time, I came on and I would do projects. I would do inventories. I would do some, uh, I helped to, you know, create the initial setup of the stores. So, my history with Vessel Services goes back to a time when I was still in high school, and I would, uh, you know, come down here and work summers or, or evenings or weekends to try to get that going. As far as the vessel services, the ice plan, I have been here as a full-time employee now for over 20 years, so. Yeah, I mean, and you know, your institutional history is amazing. That's what's amazing is, is it's all linked. Like, and I was thinking as you're talking to me, like we should talk to your dad about yeah. that time and the yeah. gear, you know, that was in, in his experience in general and in, yeah. in, you know, all the different things that he does. Um, but um, yeah, so I mean that, and that, carries you forward like you were can you worked a long time under dave yeah and you know, a lot of the guys are still around you know marshall's still around marshall's almost daily here on the pier yep. a lot of the other guys you know obviously i see ed uh, uh constantly or, or pretty consistently um marshall you know some of the other guys aren't around as much but most of them are still around and every once in a while we'll see them and it's really yeah. uh it's great to have this kind of continuum because that's the community of yeah, portland is. and fishing it really is a community of it people. is a community and i think it's 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 not that uncommon to have uh when you talk to people whether it's in my case my family or alan's family the connection but the fishermen and people that are tied to vessel services or the portland fish pier that it is something where you can go back one, two, three generations and there's a tie there. It's actually more uncommon to have somebody not have a direct tie to the commercial fishing industry. Right. It, it usually goes back a couple generations and there's a lot of history there and there's a lot of... And there's a lot of families. A lot of families. A lot of families that, that have it, so. different... And they're connected by... It's, it's really amazing because they're connected by boats, 
they're connected by fisheries, by, you know, re- you know, relationships. And uh, you hear it all the time here, even today on the pier, about who used to work on what boat and who owned it and yeah. uh, where it used to fish yeah. and, um, yeah. and, and who married those, who. I yeah, mean, there's even that right. kind of inner. And yeah. some, of those, some of those communities and families aren't, you know, uh, just the coastal communities. It, it may be the, the guy that was the welder or the crane operator or some ancillary business that was tied to the waterfront that exactly. may be inland um, and may have done other things, but their primary customers were commercial fishermen or they were things that brought them down here to the pier. And uh, it's amazing even to some of our vendors today that, that or, or contractors that will do work on the building, they love to come in and talk about how yeah, that's true. they've done work here. They, they, they yeah. were the guys that yeah. put the building together you know, 40, almost 40 years ago now, where it was, they worked for somebody that once upon a time worked on a boat and was here buying gear or buying ice for a wedding. Yeah, I used you to know, come here for whatever reason or yeah, worked on whatever boat. Everybody likes to have that tie, likes to make that connection. It's amazing how far-reaching it yeah. can be sometimes. And I think that's, it's, it's, it's not just the connection to the vessel service, it's the connection to the Portland waterfront. In in, yeah. in the industry, and yep. and that's and you know we're lucky enough to sit here right in the middle of it, and obviously share this history that uh, we're kind of given you know uh, a quick uh, summary to, um, and you know that's only forty years, thirty five forty years of of what we're talking about, and obviously it goes back much much further. And, and I've been here for ten years, really since two thousand and ten, frankly, which is incredible. Um, and um, have been, you know, the general manager at back way, you know, back when I first started, um, and uh, came from um, practicing law, but have a background in family business, and was at that time when things needed were were being sorted out, was kind of involved in some of that, um, and then was running the company on a day-to-day just realized very quickly what a great business this was what a great community it was what a great industry it was and then uh i became a shareholder with with the others that were that were still involved and um at that time vessel services was managed you know and we should say vessel services is is a corporation is a private corporation owned by a lot of the guys that we mentioned who own different levels of shares and managed it, um, supported it, um, and ran it all those years uh, through a board structure with a general manager. Um, and the board was actively involved in, in being updated and, and making decisions on business decisions and personnel decisions and all kinds of all kinds of things like any active board does. And then, um, so we ran that for all those years. Um, really since 2010 through, you know, really was seven years that I was general manager, became a shareholder. um, And then it was clearly time to, um, you know, to figure out what the future was because a lot of the guys were retired. They weren't fishing anymore. It was becoming harder and harder, you know, like, like, like a lot of things happen to, get everybody in the same room, um, and make decisions. And it was clearly, and it was also an opportunity for, for us, you know? And so when I say us, I'm talking about myself and Mike who are sitting here and we're, we're now partners in the business to take, uh, you know, through, through, uh, working very closely with, um, 
the shareholders to figure out a way that we could take the company forward and we were able to do that and now uh, we run it uh, every day together we're both here daily uh, it's really been three years now three years. right yeah and um, where we're running it we're kind of the final decision makers and um, you know take the take the the, the 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 opportunity as well as the responsibility very seriously and uh, I think most people know who are around, like you will see both of us here uh, pretty much daily. And one of us is usually here to, uh, you know, answer questions or, or deal with yeah. whatever. And, you know, knock on wood, we've been lucky, you know, through all of the challenges, which we'll talk about, of the industry, obviously recently with COVID, um, and, uh, but primarily the industry and in trying to, you know, figure out where commercial fishing in Portland is headed um, is to is to navigate what's 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 ahead not just for vessel services but you know we have these conversations all the time about the Portland working waterfront and particularly the fishing waterfront is is, is where the pivot is going to come and, and, and we're going to talk about that that's yeah. going to be that's going to be a discussion yeah, that we're going to have next and, and I think we often talk about opportunities for whether it be new business or, or a change of direction or a new client base uh, you know as things change and as things move on but we do often refer back to kind of that legacy that that those shareholders, those original shareholders, those original group that started the company and what they envisioned and where it's going and things always evolve. But to kind of go back to almost you know that legacy, those those roots that we started with, and, and that's the fishermen, it's the fishing community, and these these Portland fishermen and what they do, what they've done, and and what that group created. And to continue that, that's always important. Again, as things evolve and you have opportunities, you do, we often reflect back to, you know, make sure that we're still kind of aligned yeah, with serving. Our, yeah, doing what, filling the, uh, filling the needs that exist yeah. and uh, being a resource. Um, so, you know, that's a pretty good place to probably break. I mean, I think we covered, yeah. you know, at least the history that we touched on a lot. You know, there's a lot of other things that we're going to go into a little more depth as we go, but... I think our goal today was really to just kind of give a general broad swath of who we are, what we do. I mean, let's just, just before we break, what, what we do. I mean, we still sell ice. We still sell bulk ice yep. to the boats and also to seafood processors and anybody else who needs bulk ice, meaning not packaged ice. Um, and when we say in bulk, we sell, sell it in, you know, ton in portions of a ton quantities from half a ton is the minimum we sell the bulk ice up to. 30 tons at a time, which sometimes we'll, we'll put on some of the larger boats. Um, we sell bagged ice, certainly, um, and we deliver bagged ice. We, you know, one of the things, one of the hustles that we've kind of realized we need to do and opportunity presented is to, is to bring, is to be a provider of ice to, um, you know, totally non-fishing needs, you know, weddings and events and, 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 and beer festivals and parties. Um, we do enormous, we have up until last year when everything got canceled, but we really had a growing business of ice delivery where we will bring the ice to the event in nice white coolers. We now have refrigerated trailers, uh, refrigerated trucks and fill whatever need people have to uh, get ice to the event not bulk you know whether it be bagged or bulk or loose ice um 
and their refrigeration needs. And uh, we've really uh, worked hard at that. You know, we've gone into kind of what we call, you know, boutique ice, which is the large carving blocks, the 300-pound carving blocks, which we were really growing again until COVID. Even bar ice, we're making, uh, you know, um, you know, we were doing like the cubes, the, the, the big, the, the large cubes for for custom cocktails, for fancy yeah. cocktails, yeah. and on and on and on. Um, and then dry ice has been a addition, you know, for years now, where we supply uh, dry ice to a lot of different uses. You know, we'll talk about maybe dry ice on its own yeah. at some point, but we do a big business with dry ice, which is obviously um, liquid CO two frozen down to negative uh, 110 degrees and has all kinds of uses from shipping frozen food to um, bio medicinal uses yep. and sampling. Um, obviously, it was in the news recently because of the uh, COVID vaccine had to be stored with dry ice, which we did some business with the state. Not a lot. There was a lot more sizzle there than there was steak. But uh, um, and on and on, we could tell all kinds of stories of people who call. I just had a call yesterday. Oh, bed bug. No, it's today. I got a call. A woman in Bath. She was had her her contractor told her that she needed dry ice because to some and she wanted for me to know how much she needed about yeah. to do that application. I had to explain, you know, and we get these calls all the time that yeah. we just don't know yeah. and, and, and the, the application. One, the funny one with the bed bugs. That's one that we'll happily leave the dry ice out at the front door and they can pick it up outside. The yeah, the exactly. Not one we want. <laughs> you come to directly us directly to the customer. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, the ice. We sell the fuel. We sell diesel fuel, marine, marine, ultra low sulfur marine uh, diesel fuel um, to boats. Nothing to vehicles. It's all over the water. Um, so and, lubricants. Yeah, and, yep. I, and I think a big one too that we, you know, we have a, a, a small but but plentifully packed store down retail store down here on the pier, and I think a, a, a big you know draw to the store nowadays is our apparel line. Or gear. That's right. Because people want to identify as commercial fishermen. They, you know, there was a time where there really wasn't much option, many options other than your rubber rain gear that you wore that was dirty and smelled, and you didn't wear it anywhere but on the boat. But as you know, things change. There's there's some you know peril. There's some things that we have in our store that guys really they latch onto. They want to be known. They want to be identified as a commercial fisherman or lobsterman yep. or harvester. You know whatever their their industry is. And they want to be known when they're walking around on the on the street and at the restaurant and they're at their buddy's house. They want to be identified as that. And yeah, that's and, a, and there's that's a huge. A big thing. So we do a lot with that. We do yep, a lot we're doing, and we're doing more and more. And we're doing more and um, more, and that's more to come with that. Yeah. And not just the fishermen. Every a lot Everybody. of people want to be identified. Yeah. with it, which is great. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 cool stuff. Um, and we represent all the big uh, national international brands, Grundens and Guy Cotton, and then some of the local folks who are doing things. We're doing our own things. Uh, we invite everyone to go to our website and see w- what we have to offer um, and uh, doing more and more online or trying to, again, trying to, as we try and adjust to the realities of things as they are. But, uh, you know, lubricants, gear, you know, we do sell gloves, boots, rain gear, working gear, um, apparel, uh, you know, cleaners and and aerosols and the different things that folks yep. need to maintain their their boats and do oil changes and, and all the other things that we do um but that's probably a good place to leave it i would yeah. say for today yeah. i mean that's that's kind of gets us kicked off it's exciting to but we hope to do this on a fairly regular basis and uh you know we'll see what uh we'll see how um 
we see how, see how it unfolds. Yeah. Um, but that's that's our goal. So thanks for checking in, and uh, for today, that's a wrap. That's a wrap.